Welcome to Lamestream here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. My name is Steve Cavendish. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Scavendish. If you like this show, you can rate it, you can review it, you can subscribe to it. All of those things help other people find our podcast, and we would really appreciate it. Uh, but most importantly, uh, just tell somebody that you know, like the old Suave commercial. Just tell someone, and they tell two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. And that is how Lamestream takes over the world. Like Pinky in the Brain. All right. Austin Huff on the show today. One of my favorite characters in sports talk in Nashville, who's now in Chicago radio. My favorite ever Nashville sports talk radio host hosting a morning show in Chicago. Austin Huff. That's a niche, that's a niche, <laughs> uh, niche commendation you came up with there, buddy. One of one. Fascinating dude, though. Uh, entrepreneur. Uh, really interesting host, stand-up comedian, uh, has launched his own you know, blogs and companies. He's been a producer for Steve Gorman here in Nashville. He now hosts a country r- music show in Chicago. Huge Titans fan, hosts the Titan Up podcast as well. So lots of really interesting commentary. Always enjoy talking with this guy. I've known him for a very long time and uh, really interesting cat and, and uh, looking forward to the conversation today. Yeah. Cool. Great. Nice. Thanks for thanks for joining the pod, Steve. Uh, hey, all right. Before we do before we do though, I want to tell I want to do our recommendations here on the front end of the show. Uh, Great, because this is this comes out on Friday following the metro election for for Nashville. And if you would like tremendous, excellent, thorough, and thoughtful and nuanced conversations and or content about said election, I have two very good recommendations for you. Number one, number one, NashvilleBanner.com. Make sure you check out the website. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. And if you would like excellent coverage, written word coverage of said election the day after, I think NashvilleBanner.com is a great place for you to go. If you would like to listen to excellent coverage of the Nashville election, Steve, where should the wonderful people go? Pod bless. Nashville, everybody's favorite new uh, podcast. Many people are the talking kids, about it. The kids, they love the Pod Bless Nashville. A lot, of, a lot of old people will like it too. <laughs> <laughs> people, many people are saying. Many um, people are saying there is a brand new elected official on that podcast today. Vice Mayor Angie Henderson on that podcast today. So go check out Pod Bless Nashville. So there's our two recommendations ahead of our interview. Just want to get that out of the way. Uh, We'll have some fun and some conversation following this conversation we had with Austin Huff. Here is the great comedic, creative, and very talented Austin Huff. Austin, welcome to the show, my friend. Good to talk to you on this end of the spectrum. How are you, sir? Brayden, I feel like I've told you this before. I may not, but uh, you are uh, one of, of... uh few that i fully respect in um in the industry of radio slash media you you are really good at what you do and no, i it is an honor that. it is an honor to share uh an airwave with you so thank all you right man. thanks for coming on austin we appreciate all right. it we'll yeah. talk to thank you next you guys. time um i'll invoice I'll, you thank you yeah, <laughs> yeah all i all i heard there is that you only partially respect steve so we'll get to that a little bit later on can we, can we, yeah, get, a, can we get a rebuttal first wait do, 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 <laughs> we, do we get equal time Steve, on, you are also on that list. When that I said is, that, one of that few, is, that is not true. That is no, not true. It, without question, it is. You don't it have to. Question. You don't have to make shit up. That's okay. I, I'm, my ego is fine. I, I appreciate right. that. 
All right, Austin. Let me. So let me. So you you are you've done a, a bunch of different things. You've got yes. your hand in Jeez, uh, some yeah. of the most creative internet content before creative internet content was like fun and cool and hip and trendy. Mm. Uh, you, you were there. You've been a producer in the local show. You've got a Tighten Up podcast right now with A to Z Sports. Mm. You are now doing your own thing in Chicago yeah. uh, as well. So I just I, like you're also part of an elite fraternity. We'll get to in a, a little bit later on. But just what uh like what? How do you want me to introduce you? Just general internet well, personality, media personality, rock star. Well, like, what do you want me to say? What's the yeah. order on the business card? What's yeah. the first thing on the business card? Uh, well, I extremely sexy would be nice because uh, <laughs> no one ever refers to me that as that, and I feel like it's a little disrespectful. But um, do you but, dye uh, your yeah. beard? <laughs> no, I do not, and you can tell because there's little grays coming in. Yeah. There's they're starting to to break through the strong it gets defense. Worse. It yeah, I was going to say, yeah, well, I think I'm looking at my future. What's I was going to say, what's really strange is I was just thinking the same thing. Like, Austin is, I don't know how old you are, Austin, but you're pretty, you're, I think you're younger than I am. I am 36. Okay, so, so I'm 41. 37 next month. Goodness. Okay, 36. I'm 41. Steve's 59. And so what, if you look at, if you look at our, if you look at our beards, there's, you can actually tell exactly how old we all are. <laughs> yeah, it is the it is the transgression. The, yeah. It is, yeah, that is. Um, I feel like, I feel like since we're taping this at the end of election season, I'm at a distinct disadvantage. That's <laughs> fair. Mine has gotten That's only fair. grayer. That's fair. Uh, all right. So after very sexy, what's next on the business card? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I like. I I don't mind any title that I've been given. Uh, media. I don't know. Uh, content creator. I. I, I I love doing radio. Um, I love doing cork baths, like you know, creating stuff online that people consume and enjoy, and and it gives them a laugh and driving home points and and things like that. So I I don't know. I I it, honestly anything. It's it's dealer's choice on this one. If you want to call me uh, a, an idiot or a dope. Uh, some people call me the uh, the front man of Dude Perfect. I also accept that. Um, and it, and did you get, a, did you get, a, yeah. did you get some stock options or <laughs> no? The uh, it's whenever I wear my hat backwards. I just strictly oh. look like Tyler from Dude Perfect. Oh, that's that's, uh, that's, that's all it is. So I, and I guess I also want to make it clear: this is a beard. A lot of people lately online have been saying I have a goatee. This is a beard. It's just not a good one. I just uh, need to make that clear. So <laughs> maybe maybe that's my title. Bearded guy. Glad fully, fully bearded. Is, I'm glad, yes, we, fully bearded. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared cleared that up. Uh, I was worried about that. Uh, so but you have you've you've carved out an, an interesting sort of role in all of this, because as you said, you you enjoyed the 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 entertainment side of sports media at a very mm -hmm. early part of your career. And, and you certainly are talented enough to to do that. Many people are not. So. What, what, when did you figure out that that was going to be part of your personality? Is it, I mean, I'm assuming you're, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're young, you're a kid, you're making people laugh, you're having fun, you're smiling. Like that personality type doesn't just all of a sudden appear out of nowhere. But yeah, when did you know that it could be part of your career? Man, uh, I don't know. I think, well, I mean, I, I got an interest in, in sports talk radio in, in high school and like career shadow day. I shadowed George Plaster with 104.5 The Zone at the time. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm looking for, I'm looking for your reaction. Uh, I, and that was when I like, was like, oh, this is a job. This could be a thing. So like, that was like, kind of like where, what started to get the wheels turning. I went to college uh, for broadcast journalism 
And I, I did improv comedy there. And I, so I knew I loved to like make people laugh. And then I, in college, I started this humble little sports blog just with a buddy of mine, just to make our friends laugh called Corked Bats. It was corked with a C then because, uh, but it was corked hyphenated bats.blogspot.com. And I hated saying the hyphen. So we eventually changed it to a K and I, um, and then I, I just, I, I, it start that started growing and like our audience started growing and like more and more people that I did not expect were reading this, this dumb sports blog. And I, I was like, man, I, and, and I enjoyed, it. I liked finding the, the things in sports that people like to talk about. Cause there definitely is an audience there, but most of the time, you know, you get your alphas in the sports world where they're like, I would need to talk X's and O's and I need to take my sports talk seriously. And uh, unfortunately, many of those alphas run sports talk radio. So it is hard to carve out that niche, which is kind of why Cork Bats has been such a great outlet for me over the years where I can kind of take sports and just have fun with it and kind of be my own boss there. For 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 people that can't see this right now, you're wearing a Brentwood Baptist softball jersey. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to. Wasn't going to bring that. You're up. wearing you're wearing a Sounds hat. You got a McNair jersey back there. Uh-huh. You're living in Chicago. How do you yeah. kind of? How do you kind of live in two worlds? It's. And, I mean, well, look, I I I kind of don't. I mean, like, I am full fully blooded a Titans fan, and I. To the point where, like, my boss is like, "Can you tweet about anything else? <laughs> like, is that possible?" <laughs> uh, but I'm like, "No." I mean, like, it's it's what gets me the most engagement on Twitter because I think all of almost all of my I don't have that many followers, but almost all of them are Titans fans. So I just play to the audience there, and then yeah. But it's like I I am who I am, and I I don't I I don't want to be fake. Like you know, whenever I turn a camera on, I'm not going to be be fake or whatever. And and I feel like that's the kind of content these days that really plays. Like is like because audiences are smart. Like they can detect who's real and who's not. And so I just I I just try and be me. Look, if if the Titans lose, I'm not going to shy away. Like if I'm going to make content when the Titans are winning, and I'm going to you know rub it in everyone's faces, I'm also going to make content when they you know lose to the the Jaguars uh, on a Josh Dobbs incomplete pass, mind you. Um, but Absolutely, you know, whatever it, it may, was whatever it may be. Thank you. Brandon. Well, I knew you. And, and there's a difference between like good writing and good acting, good performing as yourself versus fake acting, fake writing, fake performing. And, and you, you sort of have, have clearly mastered of the good side of that equation. I think what's interesting is your career though, has sort of given you this weird duality of like mm-hmm. local Nashville Titans, Nat Tennessee stuff and then the rest of the world because again you you worked with for those that don't know you worked with Steve Gorman um mm-hmm. who obviously has many worldwide stories of of sports and yeah. music and life and rock and roll cork bats was not a Tennessee thing it was a sports sort of an, like not just I want to say international but like it was anything was yeah. on the table for you right. and so having those it's almost as if you have had that background through all the things that you've done there's this like national scope and perspective and interest grounded in Nashville, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's yeah. not a question. There's not a question in there, Austin. No, I, I think that's a great, uh, I think that's a great assessment, honestly. And I'm glad that you picked up on that because that's kind of what I've always wanted it to be. And I've always, you know, I think going, growing up in Nashville, 
you kind of live, especially in Brentwood of all places, you live in this bubble, you live in this Brentwood bubble. And when I kind of got away from that, I, you know, you realize kind of just how big the world is. And, you know, like, so I went to school at the university of Missouri and you meet people from all over the country at school there. I was the only person I know I was one of, there was one other kid from the entire mid state that went to Mizzou in my freshman class. So, and that was like a class of, you know, thousands of people. So I had to get to know everyone, St. Louis, Kansas city, Chicago, a ton of people from Texas go to Mizzou and you just meet a lot of people. And then, I mean, just my career has taken me all over the country from Southern California to St. Louis to now Chicago. So I've lived in multiple different areas and I've always kind of had this general scope of what the national like what plays nationally, I guess, and what's kind of been those lightning rod topics and what plays nationally still plays in Nashville, which is my love and my, my hometown. But, um, and it, it's, it's just kind of placating to that and finding, finding an avenue where like I being able to, to do that. And then it, it gives me a better scope of like my own teams. Like for me, a Titans fan, I know wh- how people view the Titans outside of Nashville. And I think that's why you'll never hear me complain. Oh, the Titans don't get any, any love or attention uh, by the national media or anything. Cause I know like they don't move the needle. Like I, and I, I, I have those graphs, which I think helps in content creation, but I'm also in knowing that I'm also trying to make cork baths, like have like Nashville as its hub, because there is no Titans talk. There is no Nashville coverage nationally. So I'm trying to do that, but just through the entertain entertaining side of things. And so far it's worked out. I think a lot of Titans fans have really kind of um, attached themselves to cork baths and what we do. And it's just a matter of growing from there. And I, I want to kind of build it from Nashville outward. Um, and that was kind of a focus I, I took on in 2020 when we relaunched cork paths, um, to like really make it, I was like, okay, I, I know Nashville, you know, they always say, write what, you know, create content about what, you know, I know Nashville and I'm going to just use that as my base. And then hopefully it can grow from there. You were, uh, when you worked with Gorman, uh, I, I need a I need a good Gorman story. I, I love Ooh. I love oh, <laughs> I love I love Gorman uh, a lot. What was what was the he had and, and again he has so much range of kind of kind of like what he could talk about. What was the what was the 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 favorite thing that you ever like tapped into? Whether it was something music, something sports, something what whatever that that like you end up down a rabbit hole with Gorman and, and all of a sudden it's just this, you know, great story. Uh, well, I'll say this. I, cause there's, I mean, there's a, I feel like a million and one, but the, the best way to get, if you're looking for a good Gorman story, he, he wrote a book about the rise and fall of the black crows. And uh, if you are, have any interest in rock and roll music at all, I recommend it to anyone. It is, it is an incredible so book and yeah. And it's, it, there's so many stories in there and, I always picked up on this. The book only enhanced this thought, but just the idea of how much bigger the Black Crows could have been. Um, and it's very frustrating. Like even just for me, who has, you know, no skin in the game, that they weren't bigger. And I think they're, you know, Steve, I think still very much has frustrations about that. But 
as for like just <laughs> to say the like, least yeah yeah right right <laughs> just like for like everyday stories i think um him i mean he he would always talk about like how like oh uh, I, I watched the uh, I watched the Super Bowl at the uh, in the like in the attic in the upstairs of like uh, what what they was it the Prince Albert Theater in in England or in London the um, I watched the Super Bowl there with Jimmy Page and I'm like oh okay cool so you and I I think I watched that with my friend Julian like that was <laughs> <laughs> same thing you know like yeah like it was like oh okay so you're on a totally different stratosphere you know he's talking like private flying flying private with Metallica and stuff like that and I'm like oh cool cool I once sat in an exit row <laughs> like, <laughs> right <laughs> um and it's just it he's got uh stories for days but the one I guess one really great story was when I was producing Steve Gorman Sports um in nashville and we were just a local one hour show on in the afternoon we got we we're the lead into dave ramsey which makes tons of sense we got a uh <laughs> don't ask i why dave ramsey's on a sports station on a growing sports station i think there's a reason why uh it's still growing so the um but the we we had Jay Moore come in studio. He was playing Zanies, and so we had him come in studio. And you know, we'd had comedians come in in studio all the time. I loved getting. Obviously, I mean, I think as you guys as we've talked about, I love getting comedians in because I think it's it's funny. It changes things up. It you know you get something different on sports talk. Jay and Jay Moore is a great one to have. I mean, he's he was a guest host for Rome for many years, and you know he's he knows sports better than almost any comedian he comes in studio and I, you know, and I tell him, you know, Hey, is there anything I can get you? Steve was out of the studio at the time. And, um, I was like, is there anything I can get you? Um, and he's like, no, I'm good. Um, and I go, okay, you know, just a heads up. This show is not like other sports talk shows. Like the host of the show is, is Steve Gorman. And he's the drummer of the black crows and Jay Moore, just like, like he, he, you know, it was one of those things where he wasn't like looking at me. I'm just the producer. But then he then he looks over at me and he just makes dead eye contact with me. And he's like, are you serious? Like he had just seen a ghost. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, it's you know, it's pretty cool. And he goes, I'm like the biggest Black Crows fan alive. And I was like, OK, I was like, oh, awesome. This is great. This is going to be fantastic. So Steve comes back from like the bathroom or wherever he was. And he introduced himself to to Jay. Keep in mind, we have an hour show. I'm not joking you when I say this. All four segments in that hour program, Jay Moore joined us, and Jay Moore was interviewing Steve Gorman about questions about the Black Crows. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Steve got one question off towards Jay about comedy, about anything he was doing in his life at that moment. Jerry Maguire, you know why he fired uh, Jerry Maguire at that restaurant? You know, freaking Bob Sugar, I'll never forget. I. Th- <laughs> They, it was it was honestly it, it was so weird for me, but it was also so cool at the same time because I'm I'm like, this is awesome. Like that's a someone in the in like entertainment business in a famous actor, a famous comedian is like revering in the fact that we've got this here show locally in Nashville. And I thought that would be kind of like a spark plug for uh the rest of the show and i mean i guess in a way in ways it was because we the show ended up going on fox sports radio mm-hmm. um but 
it was uh that was that was a really cool moment just to be like oh yeah steve is a big deal well and i think one of the things i respect about your work and your show um I think that there's and I've, I've always kind of tried to do this and I don't I'm not I'm not as my wife will tell you I'm not funny so I don't that's not what I try to do <laughs> no, don't but, sell yourself but, short Braden but what what I think you have to do in, in good sports talk in my opinion is that you you just can't take everything so fucking seriously yes like, you, you do have to talk about the serious stuff and when it mm-hmm. comes time to talk about the serious stuff you have to be able to cue your audience into like okay now we're really getting into something but mm-hmm. like the next segment, we might be laughing about, you know, how our dog took a shit on the rug last night or something like you right, gotta, right, right, right. You, you have you have to be able to toggle quickly. And I think what I like about your show, the Tighten Up podcast, and I'm uh, since I am not a, in your in your demo in Chicago, I'm assuming what you yeah, guys do right, right. on your local show is like you, you have to find the balance and going weaving back and forth between like, all right, here's a good X's and O's segment. Here's a good, important question about Derrick Henry's usage. Here's a question about why the name of our show is silly. Like, here, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. have to sort of weave back and forth. And and I, is that something that you are aware of constantly? Yeah, it's 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 definitely a challenge. I my my biggest, I the days I hate the most in uh, well at least when I worked in sports talk was the days like after like someone died or something like that or like a a major scandal where it's like you can't joke about it. I hated those days. Um, and I was always, I was always too scared to, you know, toe the line on those days. I kind of wish I would have been more, uh, a little, I would have done it a little bit more. Cause I, I listen to like Levitard now and the way he transitions in between serious and comedy, like there, it almost is no transition. He just goes like from one sentence to the next. And it's with him and his team. It's, it's phenomenal the way they do it, because I know, I know truly like where their hearts are at. And I, it is, I, I, I try to bring levity to almost everything. Um, and because to me, the, there's so much serious in the world, uh, especially, you know, anywhere on the internet you go, they're serious. And I'm trying to be like, all right, look, don't take anything we do seriously because we don't even take ourselves seriously. Like just, Let's just have fun with everything. And even to the point where like, I, I mean, I, I sometimes step in it. Aaron Rodgers goes down just the other night and he, you know, tears in it in Achilles. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the funniest thing I have ever seen in my sports fandom. <laughs> yep. Because like I look and I'm not I'm not laughing at him getting hurt. I'm not laughing at him enduring physical pain because I know that is a painful thing. It's I'm looking saga. at the scope and someone yeah. was tweeting at me. It was like, like being like someone getting hurt is not funny. And I just tweeted back. And I said, you've clearly never watched America's funniest home videos. First of all, second of all, <laughs> you're in this too close, man. Like take a step back and look at yeah. the, the, the scope of this whole thing where this guy goes into a darkness retreat for three days in there while he's on high on ayahuasca he's he finds oh the new york jets of all franchises which that alone is kind of pure comedy that you go into darkness and come out being like yeah i want to be with the jets now which has been a, a a symbol of darkness for 40 years now you go in there and then he comes and become jet and, he, and all off season. It's been, I'm happiest. I'm the happiest I've ever been. This is, this is where I'm going to end my career. These guys are great. This is, we're having so much fun. And then 
no joke, right before the game, and I don't think many people saw this, but right before the game, in the pregame, he gives an interview saying, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. And the, and the interviewer was even like, you, you sure you want to you say that? And he's like, why don't we say it? Why don't we put it out into existence? Speak it into existence. We're going right. to win the Super Bowl this year. And then four plays into the season, <laughs> into his season, it it just all goes away. And that to me was the funniest. Like you couldn't have scripted that. Like you joke about the NFL being scripted. They the NFL, Keegan Michael Key in those damn commercials couldn't have written a funnier right, right. bit than that. And I think I I think people need to not take things so seriously. When Paul George blows out a knee on a breakaway layup, like He's not dead, you guys. He's hurt. Yeah, he's gonna it's gonna take some time to get back. And sure, you should, you know, take that with some sort of seriousness. But at the grand scheme of things, he's gonna be back. He's a multi-million dollar athlete. He's has the best, you know, physical therapy to his at his fingertips. So let's like let's make some jokes about it. Like let's just have some fun. I, I it's funny you say that because like I say this as a person with a picture of Aaron Rodgers on my wall back over here over my left shoulder. You probably could in theory in Chicago make injury jokes about Aaron Rodgers and probably get away with it. Well, also. That, yes, and um, we so and we did. We that, we certainly that, did on Tuesday. That's yeah. But it's so it's 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 what I find really interesting is that your brain went to that example, and it's so funny. Like Monday night, I walk into. Like my wife has a broken clavicle as some backstory oh, here. Geez. So she's laying in bed. And that like, injury is not funny. That's no, not no, no. Funny. I've been waiting on it. I've been like waiting on her like hand to foot. And I walk in and like the first time in a week and a half that I got her to like laugh about something because she was in so much pain was I walked in and I go, you're not going to believe what just happened. Like, you're not going to believe it. Like, no one could have, like, a Hollywood producer could not have written the script. And I go, uh -uh. dude, I, I go, there's a chance Rogers is out for the season on the first series. And she, even she, who does not care about the Jets or about any of the story, right. laying in bed with a broken clavicle, high on oxy, is like, I, starts laughing. And yeah, <laughs> like, it's not even like nothing the, else was, to do. Not even like the third quarter or something like that. Like no. literally, <laughs> literally, it was it was the fourth play of the game. Listen, <laughs> like the Jets four fans plays on and five snaps. Jets fans on Twitter, like the moroseness of it and the the whole sort of of course. Of course, this happened. Right. Attitude. Uh, Sean nine eleven too, which a, that we a, don't need to go there. But <laughs> Sean Fennessy, who's a ringer, uh, who's a ringer guy. Yeah, huge tweeted, Jets guy. Just dead yeah, huge Jets guy. Just tweets out goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what i'm hearing is that we've reached the point now where for it's not too soon we can start making 9-11 jokes is that what i'm hearing i is mean that, look yeah. no i look never forget never forget okay all right <laughs> it, per, perhaps maybe it shouldn't be the center of all of our ideological decisions politically but that's a story for a different different podcast yeah. well it is it is funny too that the guy carrying out the flag on 9-11 in front of a full metlife like screaming metlife stadium uh is a is a 9-11 uh, truther or whatever like you know like that that was he's, actually kind of comedy all in it in itself he's, too he's just sort of curious the layers yeah, sure he's truth or ask curious the questions deshaun kaiser ask the questions moon, okay? moon landing question mark <laughs> <laughs> i miss when conspiracy theories were fun you know like now it's like they become so mainstream oh they're like, too serious like, yeah they're like it's like conspiracy theories are, are serious and like for someone who does what i do like conspiracy theories were, used to be like they used to be the most fun content to dive so, into all right well let's add, let's talk about the history of conspiracy theories because i i would i beg to 
I bet you there's a lot of people in the 50s that don't agree with that. Statement. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, this goes in waves. It's like fashion, you know, it's like I'm, I'm on bell bottoms are back in style. I'm on some CIA list and I might end up dead. I don't think that's <laughs> as funny as you think it is. Yeah, well, uh, well, when you go like Alex Jones with it, then it's like, OK, it's yeah, less yeah. funny now. I'll eat your ass. It's like, OK, Alex Jones, t- take got, a chill pill. Dude. We, we, we got our uh, <laughs> we got we got our episode title. Make make conspiracy theories fun again. Uh, with, with Austin Huff. Uh, when you took the job in Chicago, what was the what was the thought process behind the, the job itself? Why? Why was it interesting to you? Why did you want mm-hmm. to do it? And 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 how is it different than all the stuff like you get to do different things, exercise different muscles? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you guys like will 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 know this and probably appreciate this. I um, in 2019, I was I was let go from my job in St. Louis um, and it was uh, and, and, and I was just like dang, like radio has been my life. Sports talk radio has been my life for so long. And I'm, I was just, but I was super annoyed with the, you know, the kind of like the politics of everything. And kind of like you said, Braden, like I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And I, I there's not a lot of people that understand um, like, you know, like the way I like to go about doing things and the way I like to cover things. And so I, I feel like sometimes like it's not always, um, it's not always is viewed that way. And so like I was, I got let go from radio and I was like, well, okay. You know, I, it's, you know, you're never officially in radio until you get let go. And, um, I was like, but you know what? I was like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with radio and I'm, I don't want to go back. And I had uh, many conversations with my wife and, um, and, and, and a buddy of mine. And I knew I was sitting on this like pile of followers, on this website called cork paths and um that has been laying dormant on the internet for five years and you know you 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 leave anything on the internet for like a month and it can it's a death sentence so imagine what five years does for a brand that you you know put so many years into building um so but but with that i was like you know i'm sitting on these followers why don't we just revive it and so january 1st of 2020 um i was like i'm gonna I'm I'm going all in. And and my wife was supportive. She was like, yeah, let's try and make that a business. And she, you know, she works full time. And so she was like, I think we can hunker down and we can try and make this work, which credit to her and, and the support that she gave. But um, I will say this, if you're ever looking to revive a sports blog, don't do it uh, the year of a global pandemic. Mm, um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. When all sports cease to exist, uh, it's not the, not the, best business move um but, <laughs> what, what, what's but funny, we, what, no what's funny is like you were doing the kind of content though you do the kind of content there that actually probably would work in yeah that time well, and i remember when before we launched the company uh mm-hmm. in september of 2020 i know right. you and i had a, a couple of long conversations that summer about exactly what you're talking about yeah exactly yeah and it was i did kind of view it as like a um like i i viewed it as a benefit almost because i had so many people in sports talk radio that were they were struggling. They were like freaking out, not knowing what they're going to do, what they're going to talk about for the next three months. And I was like, oh, baby, this is where I can thrive. Are you kidding me? So like, so new title of episode, Austin Huff making <laughs> pandemics funny again. <laughs> Got it. Why not? Let's laugh right. at a few, you know, a few hundred million people dying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no I mean, point. why is it called Corona? <laughs> Sick. Beer. <laughs> um, so I, so we, I go all in and I, I was doing that for like a year and a half and I, um, we were getting, we were getting some really good momentum, really good progress and no joke out of nowhere. Um, Chicago 
hit hit me up and they said hey we're looking for a morning show host on a country station would you be interested and i'm like what i've never done music radio i've never uh you know i grew up in nashville and like i, I like country music but i've never been like you know obsessed with it or anything like that and and they were like yeah like we we've we've seen some of your your content online and we think you're good and i came i came recommended from a couple of friends in the industry and they reached out and the whole time i thought i was being like punked i was like this is not you know and because i worked so long in sports talk radio to try and get on the other side of the glass i wanted to wanted to host wanted to be that guy and here this country station in the third largest market in the country is like yeah why don't, why don't you we'll take you <laughs> and so i was like okay uh and so and they told me in the interview process hey you can you can do cork bats on the side if you'd like and that right there was like oh okay. baby <laughs> that yeah that is sign sealed delivered let's make this thing happen and I met my co-host literally in the interview process and we, she couldn't be greater. We get along very well, which is usually not the case with like morning shows. Normally like, you know, they sound great on the air, but then they, <laughs> they hate each other off the air. No, she's, there's, a, she's, there's a couple of, there's a couple of Chicago duos who are pretty infamous for, for, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, for right, that sort of thing. Right. Right. I don't think she, uh, my kid will ever marry Melissa, though. So I don't have to worry about that. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> For those of you who know, you know. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Pippin and Jordan are back, just not in the way you would expect. <laughs> uh, so the uh, it, it's, it's been awesome. It's been incredible. It is. Uh, it, it's a, a three hour show every weekday morning, a country music um radio we have so much fun we uh we do a lot of kind of like what i do with cork bats like do a lot of online social content um and it's just been it's been it's been really cool we have a producer named kyle he's an incredible producer and being one <laughs> i think i i would know better than most no i'm kidding uh <laughs> no but he is he is really good at his job and and we're having fun and and we're growing the the ratings are coming and it's been it's been a good summer for sure with with the show are you in studio every day? Every day. Yeah. And and I, I like it that way. I prefer it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's some radio hosts that like to build studios in their homes and do it from there. But uh, like for me personally, <laughs> well, you do you, your podcast like you've got an entire podcast network. I which, again, I'm also coming to you from a studio. No, built. I, in my home. No, uh, no, I, I honestly, <laughs> I agree with you, though, and. Like my wife's back in the office full time now, and yeah, and there's all kinds. Of, you, you mentioned Levitard; they just had a whole segment about like people aren't working hard enough in the workforce or whatever. What, yeah. What's what's fascinating about I think radio life is it's the perfect balance of half and half. Like mm -hmm. you get about four or five hours of structure in your day to go into a studio where you get human interaction, yeah. face to face, where rapport. You cannot fake that sort of in person rapport that takes place in a studio. And then you get to be home at like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in the morning. And then you have the rest yeah. of your day to work from home. Or in my case was take care of a new, a newborn child at that point when I was first starting a morning show, I think it's not everybody gets to do morning radio or afternoon radio, but going into a studio for half of your work day is yeah. in, in my opinion is like the perfect blend of work from home and structure. Well, for example, like tighten up podcast. Um, you know, we started that shortly after the pandemic started and, um, Jack and I have never met in person. It's been what we've been working together like three years. Every single week, I see that dude. I text him regularly. He's like one of my best friends now, and I have never met him in person. And I feel like we have really good rapport through Zoom. But I know that if we were in like the same room together, what we do would be magnified a hundredfold. And it is. 
I, so I, I actually prefer that. And I'm glad I didn't work in radio during the pandemic. Cause just hearing horror stories and how bad it was and how much it sucked. I would hate to not be in the same room as Melissa because just for the nuances that we give each other while we're on mic or even just for the, the camaraderie, uh, in between, you know, we, the, the amount of content that we come up with just in commercial breaks and things like that. So I, I am a big fan of being in person and being, and I, I think that also goes back to what I said earlier. It brings to the realness of it. All right. I think that just about does it. Uh, tell everybody the podcast, uh, where they can find you, the websites, all the the social accounts. Yeah. Promote all the good stuff here, man. And um, you know, we've got we could do a whole other episode with you uh, at a later date. So, oh yeah, no, please. I thank you, thank you guys for having me on this one. I really do appreciate it. Um, uh, the uh, corked bats, uh, corked spelled with a K on all the socials um corkbats.com is the is the website you can kind of find a lot of the information what you're looking for there if you want to follow us there it's just sports and comedy and pop culture kind of blended into one delicious smoothie that you can gulp down every single morning and then um the the tighten up podcast that's through a to z sports um you can you can listen to that that's the only non 440 podcast that i recommend you listen to uh, when it comes to Nashville, solid, solid Nashville content. Well, I, for sure. I, the, the only country radio station I would recommend is not even in Nashville. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then if you are in, uh, if you are in Chicago, 99, five on your dial, uh, you or if you, if you want the Odyssey app, you can listen to us, uh, every weekday morning from six to nine, Melissa and Austin. There you go. Uh, Austin, thank you, man. We appreciate it. No, thank you guys. Seriously. You know, Steve, sometimes I look at my career and, and you're not that different from me in this situation where you just I've had a lot of different stops doing a lot of different things in a lot of different places with a lot of different people. And it's really I look back on it. And sometimes I wonder, what the fuck did I do with my life? And sometimes I wonder that was a lot of fun. And I had a lot of fun working with so many different people. And Austin has got one of the most sort of circuitous and creative and interesting career routes that of anybody I've ever been around. He's worked with some really interesting and creative and 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 fun and talented people. And to be doing what he's doing now in Chicago, hosting a top 40 country music morning show in the, the third biggest market in the country after launching a blog and working for Steve Gorman. It's it just what a what a career that guy's had. It's very interesting. The the thing I always like to say about about when your career has a lot of those stops uh is that you're not and I've had a had a bunch of stops kind of early, especially early in my career, moving all over the country. You're collecting you're collecting friends and you're collecting uh people that you that you love and trust and 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 en- enjoy working with and more than likely we'll end up working with them again or or doing something with them again later. I know that's certainly been true for me. Uh you know, a, a lot of people that a lot of people I've worked with at various places, I've had a chance to work with in various capacities in, in like and stuff comes up in like the weirdest ways. Uh, and, you know, it, it's it's been like one of the been like one of the, the, the kind of sort of the great the great blessings. And I, I, I always kind of I always kind of enjoy watching when people are growing their careers like Austin has. 
uh, into like some really interesting sort of ways, even though he kind of like, you know, he did what he did California and St. Louis and, and here in Nashville and, and a couple other places before he ends up in this, in this thing, uh, that's actually really good. I, I was listening to a little bit of it, uh, here before the, before the yeah. taping and yeah. it's a good show. It's a good no, show. It's I... not, it, you know, the, the music's not my thing, but, but, the, <laughs> but, de- but definitely the, uh, definitely yeah. the show is. We waited till after we weren't talking to Austin and tell him that his music uh, on his show sucks, but that's, that's <laughs> but he does a great job. He and Melissa yeah. do a great job. No, I, what I love about Austin's general stance on content. And I think we spent a lot of time talking about this with him is that like, I, I I have a very particular brand on air and it and while Austin is a far more like you know funny ch- like likable chops likable yeah. handsome all these things uh, like th- there's a way to approach radio that I agree with him on philosophically which is just to not take it too seriously be serious when you have to but don't take it super seriously um you can talk about every single different type of topic from the lightest lighthearted to the heaviest with the same tone of voice and you can have it be conversational and approachable. And it doesn't have to be, which again, as he alluded to, super hardcore X's and Y's, science of radio, you know, you know, sports, 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 never get off topic, which is very successful in radio today. And, you know, he doesn't see it that way. And I've kind of never seen it that way. And and I, you know, I've always gravitated towards people that can toggle between like, hey, we're going to talk about Derrick Henry's usage one minute, and then we're going to joke around about something that we kind of all care about that's ridiculous the next, but do it kind of in the same tone of voice, both, both like ways. The, like the half-life of uh, Aaron Rodgers' Jets career. Right, right, right. Uh, or like the, the tweet today, like I threw out and I was like, give me the things that you're most brand loyal about around the house. And it's like pilot G2 pens and Clawson pickles. And like, that's random stuff that comes up on talk shows that if you have, you know, a conversational show and a, and a product, you can kind of just have a fun conversation about it. I got so, news for you, man. I'll go to war for a pilot G2. Dude, me too. It's the I'm the, it's like the most brand loyal thing I am in my entire life. Like is that, this is that the, me, this, like that medium point is, is that is a perfect point. Term. You're a you're point oh seven guy. Yeah. <laughs> big yeah. point big point oh seven big, guy. Big big point oh seven guy. <laughs> me, me too. It's exactly what I'm holding in my hand right now for those <laughs> listening on the podcast medium. Uh so what's interesting also about Austin as I appreciate very much is uh he's a member of the club. Uh, the club, of course, includes, uh, as he mentioned, every radio show, much like a head coaching career, is um, hired to be fired. And every radio show that starts is going to be canceled at some point. And there's a there's a long list of people that have been either canceled or let go by 1025 The Game. <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of talent that uh, a lot of talent that they let go at various places. The, the club includes uh, yours truly and Nick Kale, Derek Mason. It includes Austin Huff. It includes, I believe, Steve Gorman. I believe it includes Austin Stanley and Zach Bingham, who launched A to Z Sports immediately following uh, being relieved. It includes Buck Rising as well. <laughs> so so uh, I think there's a, a vast, there's a long list of people in the club. So I, I, I don't know. I just want to throw it out there. <laughs> I, I, what, what the hell were they thinking about with Gorman? I like, like I was we, not we, around like we, then. I have no idea. So we, we, we were talking, we were talking about this, I think, before, uh, like, Seriously, like, how do you, how do you miss, how do you miss that? How, how do you, anyway, nah, I, mean, I, we could, I don't we appreciate could next... you putting Steve Gorman ahead of me in this conversation, Calf. Okay. I don't appreciate you, <laughs> dude. You, all, he's, you, all he does you is watch Steve the, Gorman ahead of you too. So all he I mean... does is watch the Super Bowl with Jimmy Page. That's not that big of a deal. <laughs> not that big of a deal. I am the eldest boy. Um, so it, anyway, it's just it's it's a funny uh, it's a funny group of people that uh, and, and, and 
I would say a successful group of people <laughs> that no longer work at that company. Uh, all right. What else? You got anything else? Uh, recommendations, Nashville banner, Podbus Nashville for election coverage. Special thanks to Austin for joining us. Tighten up podcast, corkbats.com. All good stuff for you, Nashvillians. We have a, uh, um, if you go to nashvillebanner.com, you'll see our election wrap up coverage. There's, there's, there's a couple of good stories coming up here next week that are not election related that we're kind of excited about. Um, and uh, as we as we kind of transition out of election mode, uh, you're going to see a, a few more kind of interesting things here from the banner coming up. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited for them. There's like it's pretty teasy there, Steve. It's like a well, I, you know, I just don't want to I don't want to talk about the stories until they're like okay. okay, you know, edited and on the page. All right, interesting Easter egg there. I'm gonna give you another one okay S- speaking of changes in radio just keep your ear to the ground wow just keep your ear to the ground nice nice tease greenie that is that's just for those loyal lamestream listeners that go all the way to the end that's what that one's for <laughs> <laughs> that one is just for you west bowling we appreciate you <laughs> check out the club and country podcast now back on the airwaves uh for steve cavendish and the nashville banner i am Braden gall special thanks to austin huff for joining us you guys have a great and awesome weekend thank you for listening to lamestream sports here on the 440 sports network